1: Yeah, you blunt. Knows you to try to sweet talk me, Miss Garland. I knows you ever since I put the first pair of diapers on you. Who was gonna love me? Who, who was gonna make me feel good? I wish I had a mother like me instead of nice. Nice gets your
0: shit. I got a two inch thick Silo in steak. Sit and defrost and wait right this minute. When you and Guy come over and supper with us tonight, what do you say? Dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite best supporting actresses. My name is Nick kuchanov and you are a self-righteous bitch, Janet.
1: And my name is Colin Drucker, and I just don't want to wait any longer before I can say queen bees. <laughs> queen bees. Hey, it, it's yeah. not quite it, it's the, the prom, but I, I just, you know. It's my birthday, so that's how I'm going to start it off. That's right. I would
0: maybe, like, I think if I was, if I heard Queen Bee's, it would be like one of those exploding Miranda saying, like, Queen Bees. is mm-hmm. one of those, like a descending, but both work. Yeah, both work.
1: that has a nice bee quality to it. But uh, <laughs> all of this being int- incredibly arbitrary and and subjective and apropos of nothing, except the fact that for my birthday, I made us watch this movie called Queen Bee's. <laughs>
0: I'm so glad you picked it, because, I mean, I, I mean, spoiler alert, I really enjoyed the movie. I was expecting the worst. Yeah. And it hits a lot of the tropes that I was expecting it to hit, but also I was like, it made me think about getting older and how sad it is and how they're, like, I think there's like, a good message within this movie, because we've seen other movies that are like this i mean maybe we not watch movies but i've seen movies that i've judged pretty quickly Mm -hmm. uh and a stellar cast tell us why what made you pick queen bees colin
1: well, you know, as, as 37 is coming around the corner, I couldn't help but identify with Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> <laughs> um, I,
0: I, I think they... You locked yourself out of your apartment <laughs> and set it on fire. Exactly, exactly. And Marco escaped perfectly. Yes, yes, yes.
1: And then Marco and I went to live in a retirement village. He threw down the key. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I think I'd seen the trailer for this at some point on YouTube. And, you know, it's this genre of, like, retirement community comedies. And, like... Movies with people who were stars in the 70s and who are now playing, you know, senior citizens finding love again. And so I was like, oh, great. You know, and the cast, I mean, it was like it's such a good cast. I mean, it's Ellen fucking Burstyn, who we've queened out about. No pun intended. uh, Number of (laughs) times before on this podcast. It's, you know, Loretta Devine, Jane Curtin, Anne Margaret, Christopher Lloyd, James Caan. I mean, it's just like all of these people are like such such somebodies at some point. And it's – there's something kind of fascinating, and I don't want to say sad, just – there's just something interesting about then seeing these same people who were in – The Godfather and The Exorcist and, you know, like, you know, these these people who were we saw as such different figures in Hollywood now being, you know, 80-something people in a retirement community bonding over, you know, flower bouquets and dead spouses. Like, it's just so surreal. But all that to be said that while the story itself is nothing revolutionary, man, this cast— elevated it higher than this movie deserved to be and i i know i'm I'm starting off on a weird note but i actually really love this movie i had a great time
0: same i was i almost texted you but i said no just save it for the pod and i guess like to fill everyone in on what we're doing this week and next week because really this is your birthday is january 31st which is this monday Mm And mine is actually February 4th, which, which is, uh, this, I mean, you know, next week we'll say, uh, which is the Friday of next week. So it, it's fun that our birthdays are in the same week. First of all, I feel yeah. like that usually doesn't happen. And I guess like last year we kind of started this unofficial sort of, um, what would you call it? Like dealer's choice, sort yeah. of. Yeah. Like, it's your birthday, and I'm gonna. You know, we get to pick whatever we want. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, exactly. This is this is birthday girl's pick, and <laughs> yes. uh, it could be completely unrelated to best supporting actresses. It could be totally relevant. It could be terrible, yeah. but it's our choice. And um, yeah, there was something else I was gonna choose, and. Uh, and I then I watched it over the weekend, and I was like, "Well, I really enjoy this movie, but I don't know if it's going to be like an episode's worth of discussion." And mm-hmm. so then I and so I might like give it to you as a best supporting assignment in the future, so I won't say sure. what it is. But okay. uh, but it, I I did watch it again and really enjoyed it. But then this, I don't know how this popped into my into my uh, my atmosphere, but I was like, "Yeah, let's do Queen Bees," because like it's also worth mentioning up front. We're doing Queen Bees because Palms was insufferable.
0: <laughs> oh, that's what I was afraid of because I <laughs> I so had bad. texted you that because I thought that's what you maybe would have chosen, mm-hmm. but I forgot that you had watched that. You gave it a test run.
1: It was like even with that cast, even with Diane and Celia and Rhea Perlman and Jackie Weaver, I, I just I couldn't believe how insufferable it was. I I just I, I think my body rejected it like an organ. I just wouldn't I, No. I couldn't. So um but this is this is definitely a genre. There's another movie that came out, I don't know, somewhere in the last 20 years called Boynton Beach Club which Brenda Vaccaro stars in or co-stars in. Ooh. And it's a similar kind of like old people finding love again, but it's in like Boynton Beach, Florida. And Okay. I think all of these movies, and any of the other ones I've seen snippets of, I feel like, I don't know, none of them are great movies, but you have to go into it as, like, imagine that you're on, like, a senior citizen bus trip to the movies, and this is what you're going to see. Like, don't don't be such a snob, you know? Like, you're just having a nice day out with the girls, and you're taking the Accessoride van, and you're going to the Regal for the $6 senior tickets to go (laughs) see— queen bees
0: then you go to the salad bar afterwards absolutely absolutely
1: get all the deals you can you earned it and i i and i had that experience because i have to say when as i started watching this there were elements of this production the music some of the editing yes some of the acting where i was like oh god this is awful and and then i i don't know at some point i realized i was having a great time and i think it's because i had fully embraced that i was sitting here on like a wednesday at 11 a.m on my couch wrapped in a blanket watching queen bees and i was like oh my gosh i am the target audience you know (laughs) i am a retired woman right now and temporary semi-retired and once i embraced that and i just like gave in to it i i I had, I actually, it even like got me emotional at one point. I got to give Same. it. Yeah. Um, Same. You know, when they went to look at her house, I was. Oh, I know I got so choked With up. Um, yeah. So anyway, so for anyone <laughs> who doesn't know, because this isn't exactly a blockbuster, uh, Queen Bees came out last year. Uh, it was released. Uh, there was limited theater release over the summer. And then, it you know, it's on Showtime currently. And uh, it's. I mean again, nothing original. Ellen Burstyn plays a you know uh, a widow who is living alone her adult daughter is concerned about her her obviously gay grandson yes is you know is, we'll talk about we'll talk about that, about yeah. that but boy is that a connecting point um, you know is they have a great relationship but it's like uh, grandma you know um, he's concerned you know but anyway then she almost sets her house on fire and they and she agrees to go live in this retirement community and that's where she encounters much like the mean girls the queen bees you know the cool girls of of the community and played by jane Curtin, loretta Devine, and margaret and then james conn shows up as a love interest and christopher lloyd shows up as a golem type figure with a (laughs) with a wearing a toupee (laughs) toupee on his head Uh, French Stewart is a you know, is a the the director coordinator the coordinator and it's that moment of like French Stewart did I did I dream you up? Are you real? Yeah, right you know He's uh, never
0: opened his eyes. No, no. It's always he very has. It's
1: very bright in French Stewart's world. Um, yeah. And Alec Mappa shows up as like not gay, as a not gay massage therapist, much to my surprise. I know.
0: I was like, well, lean in here. Yeah. Folks, but, uh, come
1: on. Uh, and, and otherwise, a lot of just like old lady casting, you know, like roles we would fight over. Like, do you want to be woman with Walker 1 or do you want to be woman with Walker 2 or do you want to be a woman with Casserole?
0: Oh, yeah, the, or the woman who says, I like nuts on my balls. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> that actually might be Woman with Walker One. I don't know why they didn't cast her as a woman who yeah. likes nuts on her balls. but um, Yes. But, yeah, it's so it's, uh, I don't know if it's an action packed cast, but, you know, um, it's crazy to watch this after having done pieces of a woman and to see, like, what Ellen Burstyn can do with amazing material and okay material, you know? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I think um, I was about to ask you the question. So, what does separate this from all the other movies that we have seen? And I really do think that the writing, like you just said, is uh, it's okay. You know, yeah. there's a there's a weed smoking scene, of course, but Ugh. that was actually pretty lovely. Oh my god! I was like, normally I'd hate this, but it was just almost like they're like, okay, Loretta, Ellen. There's the script, but, you know, if you, if you feel like you want to go somewhere else, just do it, because it was so lovely, mm-hmm. and I, I really do think it is the actresses just really digging in, and Alan Burstyn went there, I, <laughs> just yeah. such a weird thing to say about Queen Bees, but I was like, she is, she's killing it.
1: I know, I I couldn't believe, like, she's so good at, like... The scenes with the grandson, or you know, or I mean, the pot smoking scene is amazing. But yes. what I noticed was a lot of these scenes. I don't know why I have such like a fetish for like long takes and like when they're, you know, if it's just like like the the pot smoking scene was like one long take, and yeah. there were scenes with with Helen and and Peter with the gay the gay grandson that were one long take, and it was a lot of like. There were so many little. No one told her to do that. There were so many little like ways that Ellen Burstyn would say a line or things that just felt unscriptable. And and yeah, without a doubt, it, the the director was like, you know, Ellen, just just have fun, just play with it, you know. And she mm-hmm. she I mean, she does that thing. She does that thing when she get when you know she gets like the glassy eyed tears in her eyes and she gets uh, that mopey frown on her face where her upper lip yes. kind of like draws long down. You know what I'm talking about? And oh,
0: absolutely! The shaky voice, yeah, like, it is exceptional.
1: She gets kind of beakerish. She's like meep, beep. you know. She gets kind of meep about it, you know.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh. yes.
1: And it's like she does it in this movie, and I feel like I'm, I'm like this is. Like, this is so good. This is such good acting for this th- for this movie that, like, you would find in the DVD bin at Target, you know?
0: Yeah, if Meryl Streep can be nominated for a Golden Globe for It's Complicated, I think Ellen Burstyn could have been nominated for this, and then some. You know what I mean? Not an Oscar, but, like... She's doing great work in this movie. Yeah,
1: and you know, I think that you know this genre of like retirement home community, you know, comedies or, um, you know, uh, just you know, old people finding love again and all that. It's, mm-hmm. it's an, uh, I think it's an interesting genre that, like, what I think, I think it reminds me of that era of like direct to video, direct to DVD gay cinema, you know. Um, just yeah. like those, those terrible movies some of them would be more like the Eating Out series I don't know if you've ever seen any of them they're all like no. terrible you know but then okay. there's like Trick and and the Broken Hearts Club and ones that have a little yes. bit more heart to them and I feel like again it's kind of like considering the audience like there's a sense of like we've had so many episodes where we've talked about like oh roles for older women and like you know I don't know telling these people stories and whatnot and I guess there's a sense of, like, I feel the same way about those, those old gay movies of, like, well, you know, show those characters, tell their stories, but you kind of lower the bar of, like, all right, well, I'm glad you told that story, even if, like, the direction was a little ho-hum, or even if it was, like, super predictable, or even if, like what is that crappy soundtrack, you know? And I – so yes. I think there's some sense of, like, watching something like this, I lower the bar for the things I didn't like because it's like oh, – but you gave Ellen Burston like, an actually, like, really good role. You gave all of them a good role, you know? Like, they all get to have a moment, you know? And I thought that – it was like, you know, Loretta Devine gets the, the pot-smoking scene, and it's mm-hmm. – I mean – Did she improvise the thing with her hair or was that part of the script? I
0: know. I wondered because Ellen was like, it was just so, I don't know. It was so like the way she said, is that your hair? It just seemed like, (laughs) yeah, I don't know. It just seemed like it was, it was Ellen. She like broke character for a moment.
1: Right. And they just kept going. Uh, but you know, she, and they kind of, I thought I gotta be honest. I thought that, uh, Loretta Devine, I thought Sally Hansen, which they never called out the fact that her name was Sally Hansen, which is like a a makeup brand. Um, oh, I yeah, didn't know that. Sally Hansen is like a whole like cosmetics, like like affordable cosmetics stuff, and like you know, <laughs> Sally Hansen like nail fillers and like I don't know stuff for tanning i don't even stuff know what like I'm, i don't know what i'm talking about but anyway <laughs> sally Hansen is a thing and that's all i know but you know they set up that she has cervical cancer and i thought oh god oh she's gonna die oh we're gonna lose her by the end of the movie and then we know, don't I and i yeah. got so nervous and i was like oh how refreshing she gets to like instead of like well let's watch this woman die instead it was like look you can overcome cancer you know
0: yeah, I think that that's one thing That they got really right Because I was fully expecting one of these women to die Or like a, a, You know, like a assistant to the VSA Maybe not in the core group But mm-hmm. someone that they would sort of You know, they get in a big fight And then someone dies And then they go to her funeral And then they sort of, you know the There's resolution A sense of calm <laughs> A sense of, of resolution, resolution. <laughs> Yes, I,
1: I was like, where is the funeral? And spoiler yeah. alert nobody except for some bridge partner in act one uh yes that we you know we see her and then she's gone that's like the only character who dies in this movie um yeah so that was kind of nice um you know Anne margaret i thought she was i mean i i knew her the most growing up from like the grumpy old men movies but obviously yes she had a a whole career before that but um it's weird when it's like oh yeah and margaret this is kind of how i know you in a way you know
0: she looks so good. She's yeah. eighty-one. Yeah, it, and she doesn't look a day over sixty. I swear, she's had some good work done, or yeah. she has some good genes, or both. I I was really impressed with how beautiful she still is.
1: Yeah, she is. Ugh, and I, I remember in the Grumpy Old Men movies, she was she was like she's weird. a knockout, she's so hot in those movies. Like it's yes, it's stupid. Um, and I'm looking at her IMDb because I feel like I haven't really seen her in her like heyday and anything. I know she was in. She was nominated for a BSA for Carnal Knowledge. I feel like we probably talked about that at some point. Um, yeah. She was in. Oh, she was in Bye Bye Birdie.
0: Yeah, I picture like a. I don't know why there's like a video of Aunt Margaret in my head, or maybe I've seen it on YouTube of her like just in like a black turtleneck and black tight jeans, and she's like whipping her arms around in a circle. Like I don't know what that is in my mind. Maybe it's someone else. I mean, what is that?
1: That could very well be Anne Margaret. That yeah, she a would very
0: sixties mm-hmm, something. Yeah,
1: that kind of dancing style. Yeah, I feel like Anne Margaret would do that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I I thought she was lovely. Uh, apparently, she played Blanche Dubois in a 1984 TV movie of Streetcar Named Desire. Oh, oh. I would see that. Oh, who was your Stanley? Let's take a look. What can I? Who who <laughs> doesn't like an IMDb rabbit hole on a podcast? Um, I know, right? Oh, this production. Oh, this sounds interesting. So Anne Margaret played Blanche Dubois. Uh, Treat Williams. Do you know who Treat Williams is? Played Stanley. That name sounds
0: really familiar. He's
1: probably like someone you've seen in a bunch of things, but I don't know. Treat Williams, one of those actors where I'm like, what's your story? Uh, anyway, he played Stanley, and then Beverly D'Angelo played Stella, which is oh,
0: that's right, kind of
1: fascinating. That's uh, and Randy Quaid played Har- played Mitch. Um, so. All right, that works. Yeah, I'm looking
0: at Treat Williams, all I see is like an older version of him. Okay, he's like, he's just like your average looking guy.
1: He's that. He's yeah. He's you know, uh, yeah, white guy. Yeah, white guy who could take yeah. a punch in an action movie. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, Anne Margaret, and then uh, Jane Curtin. I, I mean, I feel like. Yeah, A lot of people might know her from 30, 30 Rock from the Sun. Oh, my God. Whose mother am I? Oh, she's in that 30 Rock from the Sun, right? On the Sunset Strip. Uh, yes. She was in 3rd Rock from the Sun.
0: Bed, Bath, and Body Works. Bed, Bath, yeah. and Body
1: Works. Yeah. Um, oh, she was in Coneheads, too.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, because I was telling Keon the cast, and I we have to play the game of like how he you know, uh-huh. everyone knows Loretta Divine, but no one knows L- Loretta Divine, which is crazy because she's an icon. Right. And so I had to say, I think she played the chief's wife in the early seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Is that, am I correct in that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a good reference yeah, okay. point. Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: And he was like, okay.
1: Yeah, Loretta Divine. I feel like she, well, we'll get to her. Jane Curtin. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. I, but uh, I had to say
0: Coneheads and he got it. Oh,
1: yeah. so that's how you, yeah, Coneheads. Have you seen Coneheads? You've seen it, right?
0: oh yeah it's been a while but um she's great in it
1: she's great that's such a weird movie whenever i think of coneheads i always just think of the they would eat these huge breakfasts so (laughs) many waffles oh my god yes Yes. i
0: picture the subway sandwich yes like Alyssa milano that's in that movie or something oh the daughter some like it girl of the like you know mid-90s i feel like it's Alyssa milano i don't
1: I didn't think it, you know. I realize I've never known who played the daughter in that. I'm looking at it right now because she
0: doesn't have any hair. Yeah,
1: so it's like, well, put a can I can I put a street cone on Alyssa Milano's head? Um, Why
0: isn't she not like listed like first here? Oh, There's like a whole bunch of men. I
1: know it's oh Connie Conehead. It's Michelle Burke. I,
0: oh, I don't know
1: her. We're gonna look her. now. Now we've now we're in an IMDb rabbit hole. Is we're gonna work, I know, we're gonna eventually yeah. work our way back from Michelle Burke. Um. Yeah. She was in dazed and confused apparently.
0: Yeah, I was just gonna she's also in the movie LOL with Miley Cyrus. Oh, you
1: love that movie. Yeah. <laughs> LOL. Oh uh, well. Uh all right. Well, Michelle Burke, one day we'll talk about you. So anyway, Jane Curtin. Yeah, back to Jane. Jane yeah. Curtin was also I think she was like in the original uh snl cast i think she was in the first, oh yeah. yeah she did
0: like weekend update and stuff she too did she do. was like mm-hmm. she's a pioneer
1: yeah and she was in the sitcom in the 80s called kate and Alley that i used to watch on e when i was like a kid because e used Whoa. to show they'd show like reruns of alice and one day at a time and kate and Alley um in the mornings for some reason and so i used to watch episodes of kate and Allie and I, you would actually, I, you would like it in Allie. You would, you'd get into this. Uh, two divorced mothers and their children share an apartment.
0: Ugh. Yeah. Love that.
1: Like, you don't even know how much you'd love Susan St. James. <laughs> I can't even tell you. You'd love Susan St. James.
0: It's my new Instagram handle. I'll just change it every week. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's just three, three named women. Susan St. James, Sydney Ellen Wade. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: Anna Devere Smith. Anna Devere Smith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: You'll never catch me. You'll no. never find me. <laughs> um, Ugh, anyway. Yeah. Well, anyway, so that's Jane Curtin. But then, yes, then there's Loretta Devine, who everybody knows, but no one knows what they know her from. Um, for some reason, I've seen her in a ton of things, but, like, what comes to mind is that she plays, like, a cop or a security officer. or you know, like, something in, like, Urban Legends. Yes, Urban legend. I was just gonna
0: say yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. I remember. She's in the pivotal scene in that movie. She like saves the day. Yeah,
1: yeah. She's like important. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Mm, yeah, that'd be fun. I remember that. And yes. she was in Boston Public, which I never watched, but I did have a scene of hers that I found on YouTube, like. I don't know, fifteen years ago and I I had it or probably ten, I don't know. But I had it saved my favorites for a long time and I remember she was really good in that scene and then it got taken down. But um, mm. but that's what I think of when I think of uh, when I think of uh, what's her snakes? Loretta Divine. Loretta Divine. Yeah. I,
0: I I would say like it's a similar trajectory for sure. I think of that <laughs> I think it's Urban Legends. Um, urban Urban Legend? Urban Legends. I guess
1: the first one was Urban Legend. And okay. Maybe there is no urban legends because I think it's just urban legend too. Yeah. 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 All right. Okay.
0: Got it. Yeah. Uh, there's that, and uh, she was also in the original cast of Dreamgirls. She played Lorel. That's right. Oh, yes. that's
1: right. I did know that. Oh, that's so. So cool. at that Tony
0: performance, uh, you can see her. They're all like, and Shirley Ralph. Of yes. Course. Of course. Um. I yeah. So she she is she has been around forever, and you've definitely seen her. And stuff, and I just I really love her in this. She's I wrote down I wrote down everyone's age except for Ellen Burston, but Anne Margaret is 81, Loretta Devine is 74, Jane Curtin is 75, actually a year older than Loretta Devine. Mm. And Ellen Burston I feel is around the same age as Anne Margaret. I didn't write it down, I think She's
1: like because she was born in 1932. Whoa. So she's like 90. <gasps> Right, that's wild. She's ninety. Yes, she'll be ninety at the end of this year. Yeah,
0: because I think we had that conversation on the pieces of a woman episode. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, just like how old she actually is and the diff- the age gap, you know. Because even the the woman who plays her daughter in this, I feel like she was in some. Was she in Lost or something? She wasn't Lost. Think...
1: She wasn't. Oh, Lost. Did she? Yeah, she played oh my gosh, a doctor did she play... in
0: Lost. Yes. Um. Yeah, but I I like her.
1: Yeah, I I looked her up thinking she was someone she in Lost she played Dr. Juliet
0: Burke. Oh, Juliet was great in Lost. She yeah. was one of my favorite characters, and I think she was also in this. I tried to like it was called Revolution or something. It was this like sort of sort of post apocalyptic show on like Fox that had uh-huh. her uh-huh. and the guy who played Gus in. Um, uh, breaking bad the one that got his like face blown off was in it as well and um it was terrible it was fine it got canceled after like you know six episodes but i like her
1: well according to imdb there were 42 episodes
0: <laughs> <gasps> whoa of revolution It went on I for two years
1: was... yeah no way um, God, okay the shows like that these like weird shows that would pop up on like fox or abc and a lot of times it'd be like in the summer and some weird time of year but stories like this where it's like so for anyone who wants to know revolution the imdb plot is 15 years after a permanent global blackout a group of revolutionaries seek to drive out a tyrannical militia that's taken over the former united states and yes i always feel like those shows like they never last like there was some show that came out late last year Called like La Brea, and it was about, like, yes, you remember that. And and it was like, you know, the there was a big earthquake in LA, and then all these people like dropped into like a a different parallel time universe or something like that. And I was like, this look, this is not gonna last. And sure enough, guess what got canceled?
0: I know. I know.
1: Yeah. Uh, And I just, I don't know. I guess there's just something about these shows where I'm like, who watches these shows and gets invested in them? I just think that's such a risk because these are the kind of shows that end on big cliffhangers at the end of a season and then don't get picked up.
0: Yeah. It's interesting because – I don't know the difference, like cable versus network TV. Like, which one is which? Like, which one is HBO and which one is, like, CBS? You know what I mean? I I, don't, I can never figure that out. It's a 50-50 shot.
1: I think network is, like, the CBS, ABC, NBC, Fox, whatnot. Okay. And, and, but then there's, like, I don't know what the difference – I don't know if there's a difference between, like, TNT and TBS and then HBO. You know what I mean? Because then it's, like, HBO is kind of premium. You can show boobs, you know?
0: yeah tnt characters welcome oh, is that it or is that usa i think that's uh, USA. i don't know i just think of the closer every time i think of tnt
1: yeah i remember with tnt what i always think of is um the closer and saving grace came out at the same time and it was just this oh. era of like John and I always talk about this with helen helen uh not helen holly hunter when saving because she was in saving grace and yes I'll, i can't find videos of this but there's. I, I just remember seeing interviews with Holly Hunter talking about the show and talking about the main character of Grace, and it was always the same thing. Yeah, she's uh, she's really shexy. Yeah, she's just gracious, like really shexy, and, and she's really, you know, she's tough. She's shexy, she's and and it's just I I remember feeling like it was this weird era where like TNT was just like pushing Kira Cedric and Holly Hunter on us whether we wanted it or not.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, that Holly Hunter sort of Jodie Foster, I don't know what you call that sort of speech pattern, Mm but it's just munching on their words. Yeah,
1: yeah, there's just that that thing. Um, Yeah, I feel like they all sound like Haley Joel Osment, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he sounds like them, I don't know. Um, But anyway, uh, all that to say, (laughs) Ellen Burstyn is 90. (laughs) I don't know how we got on (laughs) that (laughs) tangent at all. (laughs) Yeah, You know, I, uh, also in this movie, and I, I think we he is a, uh, an, an alum of the podcast, but as we said, Christopher Lloyd pops up, and he's like a marionette puppet in this movie. Like, he's practically yeah. like Weekend at Bernie's in this movie.
0: <laughs> I mean, all the ladies are all over him, and he's kind of just like oogling at the camera. Yeah. like Just like, ooh. ooh. Just faster like, just... the whole
1: time. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Debbie. And like, yeah. and he looks like he's having a great time, and then we realize he's kind of not because he has Alzheimer's, and that was like a really touching, sort of intimate moment when uh, Anne Mark, her name is uh, her character's name is Margot, Margo. and Margaret, yeah, um, goes to his apartment, and I guess you know they had something, but she wants to commit, I guess. And I thought he had another woman in the, the apartment. Right,
1: right. And and I I have to give it to this movie because that would have been the easy way out is to have she was saying oh he called me Geraldine in bed and yes. that's his wife's name who's dead and so she finally goes to confront him and he's like oh let's uh let's go to your place and then, you know like we usually do and then she's like well what's my name and yeah you think the setup is in there with another woman and it would be such like a surface level kind of shallow way to end that story and then Mm -hmm. he starts to cry and then he opens the door and the place is a mess and it's kind of creepy because there's post-it notes
0: everywhere i know it's a little memento
1: you know um
0: even what like my name is arthur and like turn off the coffee pot and just like all these reminders it was very sad but that was like Anne Margaret's sort of moments. Yeah, um, yeah. She in the movie.
1: Mm-hmm, yeah, and I I was glad because I, I was feeling like oh she's not really getting much of a story here, but then she got yeah she got to kind of you know uh, have that compassionate moment, and then she got to have a stroke.
0: I know that came out of nowhere. Yeah,
1: it was just like plop right at at uh, Janet's birthday party.
0: <laughs> I know. it was like kerplunk. <laughs> yeah, I ker-plunk. was like oh I was like did we need this? I don't know. Like what was the like. I guess because it was she, yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe it was just that, like, I guess it, you know, the unpredictability of uh, got the group together, yeah, and it pulled them all together at that point. Because that was, of course, you know, the other part of this movie is that James Conn plays this guy Dan, who, you know, I think there were some missing scenes because when they first meet, he like meets her in the dining hall and, you know she he's like you know they exchange names and she was oh, like yeah. well i like to know the names of people who you know especially if they're being peeping toms and i was like i don't know if that happened i think you saw him through your window i don't think that makes him a peeping tom do you remember you know what i mean like
0: yep if, i think the audience saw him peeking.
1: yeah but
0: like it, the viewer yeah
1: there was just something i was like i think we're missing a scene here but anyway uh, it turns out I think we need a scene, need a here, scene yeah. here. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need some exposition here. Uh, and then it turns out that he was hired. I mean, it's all a little convoluted, but like that I think there was also some subplot that Ellen Burston's daughter Laura, the woman from Lost, she's a real estate agent and French Stewart wants to buy a building, and so he wants and she and so he wants to like endear himself to Laura, so she so, and, you know, and so, but she's like, well, make sure my mother is happy. And so he hires Dan, who's a former, uh, activities director at another retirement yes. community to come here and keep her active and entertained. And then obviously falls in love with her. So, um, all maybe again, to your point, did we need this? I don't think so. I think some of this plot got cut and then some of it was still in the movie, you know?
0: Yeah. Talk about a long con. Get oh, no. up. <laughs>
1: really burst in her bubble eventually (laughs) yeah
0: there we go i just i agree but it did give it did shake things up a little bit because i didn't expect it but once Uh i was told what was happening i was like oh man this is like way too complicated but again all is forgiven you know it's just like all right well this is a little weird but it is sort of like that it's such a trope you know it's like um she's all that, or even like how to lose a guy in 10 days or just like uh you know you made me fall in, like i thought you really loved me and he's like i do really love you you know one of those things so yeah. i it was just a little strange how we got there i was like all right i appreciated at least
1: that like and he he tried to make make amends after they came back from the hospital from seeing margo and she was like you lied to me for months how do i know? like i was just like oh thank god right like don't just go back to him he's been lying to you and you know yeah but then eventually i think it was like listen i don't know how much time we have left for like this kind of petty shit do you want to see if we can make the last you know decade of our lives together a little more you know comfortable you know what i mean (laughs) you gotta let shit go at this age you know
0: yeah also when she went to um what's his name dan's house um like the sister closing the door i was like I don't know how I would have played that if I was that actress too, but I guess they had to give us that little like, what do you even call it—a red herring, or just like a, you know, a, a, sort of misdirect that he had a wife or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. But it, it's fine. It adds extra drama.
1: I think at that point, I definitely felt like, all right, movie, let's wrap things up. You know, like I was getting <laughs> a little. It was a little long. It was getting a little long. Like, let's just, you know, the runtime is an hour and 40 minutes, and you and I both know that it could be an hour and 20, and n- none the wiser. You know what I mean? Like, this would have been fine. I, I think at that point it was I, – I don't know what the whole point of that was. I feel like she ended up being – she was just his sister, and so it was just kind of a way to, like, get her to go back to the retirement home and –
0: yeah and then i thought she was going to get married right then and there because they were in the flower room right and uh and then they're like you know but then she had to bring in her daughter which was a very sweet scene
1: um, oh yeah Cause then because then they, yeah that, that's where it was like man this movie's really getting long because then they have a scene where they kind of reconnect and it was a really sweet scene it was just like I, I think by the time we got to Janet's birthday party, I think I was kind of in the mood to start wrapping things up, you know? Yeah, yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. But, and I mean, we did get the Ellen Burstyn-like scorned woman, you know, sort of her yelling at James Caan. She's like, I gave you my heart, uh, the way she says it. Yeah. <laughs> That's my Ellen Burstyn. That was good, that was the, good, yeah. Yeah, she's like, my heart. <laughs> it's just like this, I don't even know. She has such an, like, Textbook old lady voice, so it just works.
1: Yeah, and she's she's always had that warble in there, and I think as she's gotten older, it's just like made more and more sense. It, she's always just got this marble rattling around in her throat. You know what I mean? And yes, oh, Ellen Burstyn, I just, uh anyway, so yeah, she's an icon. Uh, yeah, she's uh, so and she we've now talked about her in Pieces of Woman, and. There was something the else. The Exorcist. And I feel like it's a—it's only a matter of time before we do Requiem for a Dream.
0: I know. Technically a leading role, but also it's like borderline. You know what I mean? It's yeah. such an ensemble movie that I think we could get away with it.
1: Yeah, it, it reads to me like it has the vibes of Best Supporting Actress. You know, like I like yes. that performance even more when I think of it as, as a BSA, you know?
0: yes and I gotta tell you I mean we were sort of, like the grandson here Matthew Barnes is his name in real life and he was he's been in Atlanta little fires everywhere and a few other things that I don't know um what a lucky guy I mean to work with all oh. these women oh my and I God. feel those are the scenes that could have been cut to be honest like little less Peter you know what I mean little mm. less quotes the quotes Colin I was like this is i'm done with the quotes okay
1: yeah i hear that i i feel like this was because i think the movie was based on the writer's grandmother and so or oh oh, that's sweet though inspired by the the producer's own grandmother did he also write it is that uh i think
0: so i remember that yes i can't remember his name
1: so it's based on a story by harrison powell about his grandmother and it's written by this guy donald martin And then it's directed by Michael Lembeck. And the reason I'm listing all these names off is, like, I just want to see how many of these men I can figure out from their IMDb profiles if they're gay. Because there's all – like, and the reason I'm saying this is, like, a lot of this feels like a grandson telling his grandmother's story, and so he's worked himself into the plot, you know – quite a bit you know Mm -hmm. um well donald martin i hate to just judge but like as a homosexual i can look at another homosexual and say he looks like a homosexual to me sure Um, and if he has a wife well someone should tell her and then michael lembeck let's see i don't know if you are you might just be taking on a you might just be happy to work with ellen again um yeah and then harrison powell oh yeah oh harrison powell you're so gay gosh (laughs) This must be what it's like when people look at me on, on Facebook. Oh, yeah, he's gay. Um, okay. Wow. Um, but, yeah, I, I definitely felt like I kept waiting for, like, were they going to explicitly make his character gay? Because there were a couple moments. So, for example, when... They were at the Chinese food restaurant when Janet was eating lunch by herself, and then they go and they meet up with her, and it's, I think, on her birthday, and he's there, and he's sitting on the outside seat, and I think they were talking about Sally's ex-husband and how he was gay. Oh, yeah. And she was like, he didn't even know he was gay. How would I know? And then the grandson's like, oh, all right, hold on. I'm going to go to the bathroom, and, like, quickly gets up and leaves, and then he bumps into the guy who ends up stealing the pocketbook. And at first, yeah. you don't know what, like, what was the point of bumping into the guy? And I thought they were setting up that Paul was, like, you know, trying to get out of there before, as the topic of gay came up. You know what I mean? Same. Yeah. And then I thought that he was eventually going to get together with the swim instructor. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. That guy was so hot. So the strip hot. poker guy. Yeah. Yes. I thought there'd be, like... Or, like, like Alec Mappa if he was gay. You right. know what I mean? I, like, be they, they're those... dancing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. One of those, like, meet-cute moments. Yeah.
0: Or, like, swimming instructor, like, join like, standing and getting in front of Peter in the conga line. You know what I mean? Uh-huh.
1: Or getting behind him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so true. Yes. I... No, I, mean, I don't want to say no straight man is that into his grandmother, but it's, I don't know. I just, I I feel there were shades of that. And they could have, you know, at the very end, just shoehorned something in. Very much like the Mitchells versus the Machines, you know what I mean? Right, it's very easy to have done
1: that. I feel like, yeah. and 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 that, like it kind of, it's funny, like watching this movie and feeling like I was like the target audience. It's like that, I mean, at least for like, you know. I was going to say for soft gays like us that kind of movie (laughs) where there's like lots of funny old ladies and then there's a gay love story is really the the chocolate and peanut butter of like things gays like us want to see you know
0: yes exactly and it, you know there could have been scenes with like ellen Burston, like i'm waiting for you to find the right guy uh-huh. you know just like something like that you know like i want to make sure you're taken care of too yeah because we,
1: we know that her character yeah. is super liberal that she was marching with martin luther king yeah. and she was a hippie in the 60s and smoked pot so like it would it's kind of lovely to think of ellen of of you know uh, her, helen her character being yeah like still super liberal
0: how old was he supposed to be? Was he in college or so high school? That's
1: a great question because the whole time I was like, "Why does this guy live with his mother?" And granted, yeah. listen, you know, times is hard. There's no judgment living with your parents, <laughs> but it, but I it, there was no explanation, and he would be like, "Oh, well, I gotta go to work," and he'd be wearing like a suit, you know, a shirt and a tie. But then at the very end, he's dancing with with Sally Hansen Beauty Products, and she says. Are you ready for college? And he says, "I am now." And I was like, <laughs> "What?" And then he
0: makes out with and the they... swimming instructor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was a good dancer too. He I was, was like, oh gay. He's gay. gay. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> gay.
0: Oh my god! Yeah, he was really, really leading that conga line. Right? I was proud.
1: I know it's like that. It's like that scene with Brittany Murphy in Drop Dead Gorgeous. Oh Peter my! Peter is uh, gay. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh so true yeah i was rooting for that i i don't know why they couldn't have added that and maybe they tried to push it and you know it yeah got, it got edited out in post, just right like james con peeking through windows
1: yeah exactly yeah james con being so oh my awful gosh, i
0: wanted to like register him for some yoga he, he was like bending forward the whole time i was like oh my god he just looks like he's in pain he's oh, just like no. hunched over um he got so old. I know. Like I just I picture him an elf and I picture him like I don't know why. And like obviously years that elf was made, like oh my god, I can't even remember. Like but
1: 2003 or something
0: like that. Early Whoa, 2000s. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I feel like yeah. So obviously time has passed. It's just been a while since I've seen James and uh
1: Have you seen pictures of him like in the seventies? Oh. Like, it's yes. obscene. It's obscene. He is
0: very Hot. Yeah. He has a son. What's his name? Uh, he's Scott. Like, Are we can talk about Scott Conn. Absolutely. Khan. Yes. You know Scott Kahn. I... He's in like Hawaii five oh yes. or something. You know what I love about him? Made That's me Scott almost Khan. watch that show, you
1: know? Uh he is like my favorite thing about him is Scott Conn. You look at him and he looks like this like carries himself like this like brawny bro and he's like it's like five foot two.
0: Yes, I was just gonna say he's very short. I
1: love it. I just like <laughs> I just it makes me like him more. If he was like six foot one, I'd be like, oh god, what an asshole. But now that sure. I know that he's, you know, he's just this little like fireplug of a man. Oh my yeah. goodness, I just want to, I want to put him in my hoodie pocket. You know, I, yes. he says five foot five in IMDb, but you and I both know. You know, yeah, five foot four. And, yeah,
0: you know, three quarters.
1: Yeah, yeah, five foot two in a lift. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, Scott Con. It's similar to that. While we're on the topic of like. Got like Hollywood actors have gotten really old, but have super hot sons. Clint Eastwood's son.
0: Yes, Scott Eastwood. The yes. Scotts.
1: I'm gonna look. Scotts. Oh my gosh, so true. Great Scotts. Um, best supporting Scotts. Um, yeah. All right, I'm looking at a picture of Scott Eastwood. Or also, It's like holding in a sneak I could
0: picture him. I said, Do I follow him on Instagram? I've seen him around. Oh
1: my goodness. Yeah. Oh, Clint, you done good. You. He's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a that's an important topic, is, like, hot sons of old actors.
0: Yes, yeah. absolutely.
1: And, like, I feel like there's some act- – I feel like there's an actress, I can't think of who it is, who has, like, a hot son, and I can't think of it, Ooh. you know? Like, I'm picturing, Ooh, yeah. like, a, like, an older actress going to the Oscars in, like, the 90s or early 2000s and bringing her hot son. I don't know. Yeah,
0: I can only picture like Sally Field and her gay son who's I like cute but he's say. not like he's not Scott Eastwood, you know right, what I mean? Right,
1: right, right. Um yeah, so anyone listening, who are the hot sons, you know? That were that we're that <laughs> who overlooking? Who are the hot sons? Suns hot sons only. Okay. Oh, bring me our hot sons. <laughs> You're just like on a throne. Yeah. Yes, for my birthday, bring me the hot sons. Bring your suns.
0: hot sons. Five foot five, and yes. Shorter, bring me please. your yeah. short hot sons. S H S.
1: Oh man, yeah, short hot sons. That would be I love um, that. instead of wet ass pussy. That would be my song. Would be short yeah. hot sons. Yes, exactly. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's good. That's uh,
1: really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, so anyway, I don't know where you go from there. Um, yeah, I was
0: just going to – I just want to – I can't remember what – like the bigger scenes, like as far as even Jane Curtin coming around, like I knew that she was a scheming little bitch, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But some of her lines were so insensitive. I was like, okay you immediately hate this woman like Loretta Devine's like my cancer is back and Jane's like shut the fuck right. up right are we gonna play bridge or what <laughs> yeah she's like blah wow, wah, wah. and I wanted I guess I guess you know we got an apology from her but I wanted like a scene I wanted like a bench scene or some something like mm-hmm. that with with Ellen and um what's her name Janet I don't know, something um, yeah. where, like, I, I'm just so angry and, like, I don't love being here. Like, something. I just wanted her to explain why she acted like that, you know? And I we get a little bit of it. Like, she doesn't have a relationship with her son. She goes to her son's house and the son, you know, the neighbor, the, like, the nosy neighbor across the street's like, your son said you were dead, and it's pretty <laughs> devastating.
1: It is. I was going to say, I think that that's kind of what she gets. Is it? It's a pretty impressive moment where she, you know, he, the neighbor's yes. like, sorry, I, you know, your son said, I thought you had passed away. That's what your son had said. And she has this like little face journey that I was like, ooh, I, I, I it was a, in a movie flooded with exposition, it was a really smart choice to just kind of show like, okay, that, like that hand wins in this poker game. You know and I mean, that's pretty bad. You know, yeah. like your son tells everyone you're dead. And so I felt like that gave a pretty good explanation of like, in some ways it's like oh you know we can all kind of picture like the the mean old lady at the diner drinking coffee by herself and it's like yeah it would make sense that there would be some kind of really sad you know iceberg of a story underneath that you know and i feel like this was a a good example of that of like she probably was a terrible kid person to her kid as well there's probably a reason why this happened but yeah. um or we don't really know what it is but you know to be told that, like, oh, yeah, your son says you're dead is, you know. Yeah. It's I a pretty big matzo ball there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, you know, I could understand. And and it's interesting, even by the end, like, she, you know, even when, what's her name, Margot has the stroke, and she doesn't even give him then. She's like, because Margo's like, oh, my God, how am I going to be your bridge partner if my one arm isn't working? And, and instead of, like, giving her a sweet response, she's like, well, that's why God gave you a left arm,
0: stupid. i know she's like right back to it yeah i was
1: like you know what fuck you too
0: (laughs) i just don't think she could get away with it at that point or those lines should have stopped like yeah jane could have said you know we'll figure it out yeah like she's yeah there has to be a switch like she's she's good janet now like she can't go back to bitchy janet
1: right right i feel like be Arthur and The Golden Girls is like a good model of like Dorothy could be pretty abrasive but when she softened up when she gave in there was a definite tone shift but you know.
0: Yeah. I and guess then she like Oh god. I was just saying, I
1: guess they couldn't get Be Arthur for this movie. I don't know. But anyway. Oh, god, she would have been great yeah. as,
0: as Janet. And just like her scheming of like calling the daughter. I'm glad that that was squashed that it didn't mm. like drag on for a cuz I hate that kind of stuff where like no one knows what's going on except the audience and like janet's being evil and like ratting dan out and and i love like the the sort of showdown after janet's birthday party where like ellen Burstyn walks away and she just knows that janet was the one who caused this but Mm -hmm. she doesn't say anything she just like looks at her yeah limps away
1: yeah i uh yeah, I, I'm glad that that got resolved quickly because I feel like that – yeah, I agree. That kind of plot twist always gives me such anxiety. Yeah, I hate that. And I've never seen it, but you know that movie, I think it's Atonement? Um, oh, yeah. And I feel – and I I would like Vanessa Redgrave and, and uh, Saoirse Ronan. And I know that there's, like, a big twist, but I think essentially that whole movie is, like, there's scheming that yep. happens, and then it, like – destroys everything and
0: like, yeah it destroys and i just yep.
1: don't think i can put myself through that
0: i i think i own that movie it's a gorgeous movie i have, i think i tried to read the book and it was like i was too young to like fully appreciate it it was just you know after reading an entire page of like just like what the door looked like in the house i was like i can't do this anymore oh, so yeah. i was but but nowadays i probably would really love it um but Saoirse Ronan is great in it. It's her first Best Supporting Actress Oscar nomination, Um, Mm -hmm. and we love Keira Knightley and James McAvoy. Oh my god, James McAvoy is so hot, still so hot. I love him a lot.
1: Well, maybe that might, maybe that'll, maybe that'll make it. I think we could
0: probably put that on the list. I'm going to put that on my phone under the BSA list. Yeah, yeah,
1: put it on that actual list. Yeah, the list. Um, the list. Uh, you know oh, there's something else I was going to say, but maybe this is what I was going to say, is that all of, uh, watching this and kind of, I was saying before about like, kind of lowering the bar to like, for these like retirement home, you know, or like older, you know, senior comedies. I was thinking how like this and like that movie Boynton Beach Club, and there's some other ones I've stumbled across, it's all the same thing, are kind of like the, the lower brow version. And then I feel like maybe one step up is that movie The Book Club,
0: Yes. Have you seen it I or not? I've seen it.
1: Yeah. Okay. Cause that I guess could have also been an option for uh, for this episode if we wanted to do some more old lady old lady movies. Yeah. And yes. then I was and then I reminded me of what I feel like is like a prestige version of all of this, and which we did was Let Them All Talk.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: And there were just so many moments where I was like, Oh my god, remember Candace Bergen? I know. Let them all
0: talk. Ugh. Oh. That cowboy
1: hat. Oh, God. She was incredible She's in that so movie. So good.
0: Oh, I
1: I, I want to rewatch that movie just for her. Oh, she was so good. Oh. Um. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wasn't there like a young gay boy in that movie? Yeah. Oh, Lucas Hedges. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. It's uh, oh, maybe... Another young. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Maybe that's what made me think of it was it was another like Lucky You, you know? Yeah. Lucky You.
0: Sounds like a name of a movie.
1: Yeah. Lucky You. And it's about a young gay lucky guy. You. Hanging out. <laughs> you know, he's hanging out with a bunch of old ladies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, um, sounds like a dream. Uh, well, this was a this was a fun little, you know,
1: it's a fun little movie. I'm so
0: glad you chose it, to be honest. Like, I would love to... I feel like, I don't know, if I watched this with my grandma, I feel like she'd be upset, you know what I mean? Because it, it is a lot of, like, you know, my husband died and I didn't know what to do with myself. There are some real conversations that were had in this movie about getting older and how it's sad, but also that it, you still have years ahead of you and to just kind of, I guess, is. You know, as Loretta Devine said in the movie, you just gotta—I don't know—smoke <laughs> a joint and deal with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm—I've been doing that. I find that that has been <laughs> yes, uh, advice taken. Thank you. Um yes. Well, question for you because I feel yeah. like, I mean. Seeing, you know, Peter and his grandma, I, you know, I had a very good relationship with my grandmother and my, with both my grandparents and I saw yeah. them a lot and we lived nearby and like I grew up with them and so like there were definitely moments of like, yeah, this is kind of what it was like, and, you know, because we could joke around about things and whatnot and it was, you know, it was all good and so I guess my question to you, because you you like, your mom like lives, you grew up next to your grandparents, like yeah, how does this, correlate with your relationship as a little gay boy or as a gay man with your grandmother
0: yeah I mean I was close with both of my grandmas uh, my grandma Malin who is my mom's mom who lives next door um, like you said they live next door so like they were like in ways like my second parents in a way I I, I would always be over there I still have their phone number memorized which no one remembers. Phones these days or phone numbers, but I I definitely still have it because I just called every so often. I would go over and just visit or like play in their yard. And my grandma Kachanov, even though she was like, I'd I'd say maybe like ten to fifteen minutes away max, too. We were always we we went down there once a week, um, sometimes even twice a week, and it was just it was like a priority for my parents to like to spend time equally with both of them even cause obviously like one had the advantage being right next to us too. But yeah, I, I'd, I'd say it's pretty spot on. I mean, I love hanging out with my grandma. I loved like, I think you eventually reach that point too where you start visiting your grandma on your own. Like once I was like in college and visiting, you know, and just kind of getting to know them that way and have conversations with them like as an adult, which is also super special. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, my grandma's awesome. I, she's still kicking. She's 81 or 82 and she's her. It's like, you know, like they always say like your body, either you lose your mind or you lose your body. Or at least that's what I say. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like it's always one or the other. She like, her mind is like sharp as a tack, but like her body is just like, you know, she had like a lot of back surgeries last year, but she's, she's making it work. Dorothy.
1: Yeah. All right. Come on, Dorothy. Come on, Miss Dorothy. I mean, I think yeah. that's, you know, uh, I've always felt that, too, like, if, if they're still themselves, you know, if they're, like, personality-wise and mentally and whatnot, like, yeah. that feels so much more kind of important than, like, oh, you know, how mobile are they? You know, like, I feel like with my grandparents, yeah. that was always the measure is, like, oh, well, you know, he, you know, she's still herself, you know, and, like, once my grandmother wasn't really herself as much anymore, you know, that – at that point, it was like, oh, I don't care if she's, you know, Jackie Joyner or Kirstie. This woman is not herself anymore, you know? Yes. Um, and so uh, – because she wasn't very mobile either. Uh, and so anyway, um, yeah, I think there's just – there's something about, like, the the young gay and his grandmother relationship that, you know, I, yeah. lo- I love thinking about and talking about, like, gays and their moms. But, you know, if yep. you grew up with your grandmother or with your grandmothers nearby, there's also a very nuanced – you know, be you know, gays in their grandmother's relationship as well.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: Um, but uh, but yeah. So I am, you know, that that is my new favorite. My my new favorite genre is is gays with old ladies, gay gay and old lady movies. You know, yeah. Uh, there
0: needs to be more because I feel like the more that come out, the better that gets. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, we get and I and I I care a lot. No, not I care a lot. I Why care a lot. Was uh. That had, oh, yeah, that's the other Diane Wiest.
1: That that was the, the Diane Wiest's In Retirement Center, but not a comedy and no grand. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Yeah. What
0: was the Meryl Streep one then? Why? That was, was Let that? Them All Talk. Oh, gosh,
1: yeah, geez, okay. Yeah, and there's, like, I was, like, digging in on IMDb. There's others. There's a movie called Senior Moment that Christopher Lloyd is also in and Gene Smart and William Ah. Shatner. Uh, There was another one that I put in my watch list. I'm not going to watch, but I just wanted to remember it for this episode. But for anyone who wants more, like, funny old people movies, um, (laughs) there's, of course, Boynton Beach Club, uh, which I wouldn't say is great, but there's a couple moments you would appreciate uh, there's a movie called Second Time Around. I feel like Canada has a lot of these. I don't know why. I feel like these movies are, oh. like, I don't know. Cana- for some reason, movies about, like, funny movies about old people, I always, I, my first question is, is it Canadian?
0: <laughs> and I don't know. I never, What is it just, a, like, a trend that you've spotted?
1: Yeah, I can't really figure it out. It's just this weird thing. I have this yeah. weird thing of, like, I can tell when a movie is Canadian, and I can't tell you Ooh. why I know it's Canadian, but like Dollars to Donuts, I checked the filming location in IMDb and it's Canada. And it, there's just yeah. something about Canadian movies, and I love Canada, and some of my favorite people are from Canada, and I just yeah. can't place why. There's like a certain tone, there's a certain sense of humor. Even parts of this movie at the beginning, I was like, Canada? But it was filmed in Atlanta. Uh, sure. But I was like, I can't tell. This might be Ontario.
0: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Well, that's fun. That's like a cool, like, it's like a cool party trick with yeah. superpower.
1: It really is. Yeah. Some people can tie a knot in the stem of a cherry with their tongue. I can tell if a movie's <laughs> Canadian in 20 frames or less. There we go. Yeah. Well, um, and that's how I'm going into thirty-seven. That's what I have to say for myself and my th- on the on the cusp of my thirty-seventh birthday is I've got a I've got a, a Gator for Canada.
0: Ah, oh, what a great episode title. Gator
1: <laughs> for Canada. Yeah. Yes. I love that. Uh well I
0: think that means we're being
1: played off.
0: Yeah, unfortunately.
1: You know, it happens. Uh so where can folks find more of you?
0: They can find me on Instagram at Nick Chanoff, and they can also listen to my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast. How about you?
1: You can find me on my other two podcasts, All Right Mary, talking about season 14 of Drag Race currently, and coming up soon, uh, UK versus the world, uh, which yeah. is another Drag Race season. Um, and then you can find me on In the Details, A Celebration of Nuance. I know I keep saying she's coming back, but it really, it's actually happening now. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram at Colin Drucker underscore. And of course you can get more of both of us. I I realized today I need to be putting some time and energy into our new BSA Instagram.
0: Yes. BSA
1: pod.
0: Yeah. Same handle as Twitter, but you know, Twitter is just, it's taking a break. uh, Yeah. We're taking a break from Twitter. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Yeah. My life is so much better without it. Ugh
0: yeah but if you don't catch us on uh instagram at bsapod you can also uh send us an email at BSAPod at gmail.com or you can check out our patreon uh which is uh, patreon.com slash bsapod where you can catch the best supporting after show and this week we got a big birthday surprise for colin Drucker. i have not told him about it yet but it's gonna be a doozy so keep those peepers peeled Oh
1: my God! I think. <laughs> I, oh, and that, as they say, is that. <laughs>